calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for a brand new series on the podcast. We're going to be covering our favorite urban legends. So I picked one out tonight. Joshua is going to be on as many of these as I can get him on. And tonight we have a super awesome special guest. It's Stephanie Strange. The gang is back together. Hey, Stephanie, welcome back to the podcast. Oh my God, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to see you guys again. And Joshua, I am so happy that I was able to pull you away from the coffee dungeon to uh, <laughs> come on the podcast. I know you are super busy these days how have you been i'm good but uh, i always have time for uh the good old real real hauntings crew so i can't say that for everybody but i can't say that for here so i'm glad to be back well thank you i appreciate that and we are going to be covering honestly it is my favorite urban legend it's bloody mary i was haunted as a child from this story and we'll get into that later although i do apologize to the audience if i seem slightly out of it tonight i just had a colonoscopy today and i don't know if anybody listening has had that i assume some have the procedure itself no big deal profanol you're out like you'd really you don't even know anything happened i, I woke up and i was just like hey when are we starting and they're all like ha, 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 you silly goose we've been done for <laughs> 20 minutes uh but the prep for a colonoscopy is every bit as bad as they say i won't get into the detail but i mean I went to the bathroom like 40 plus times. I guess I am getting into the detail. So feeling a little a little wonky, but uh, happy that that's over with. I got a clean bill of health. Just having some stomach stuff I need to get checked out. Uh, but that's my overshare. Do you guys, Joshua, you into Bloody Mary, colonoscopies? What's your, uh, what's your uh, interest tonight? I don't think I'm in, into much of either, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> less of the colonoscopy, though. I don't, I'm not looking forward to my uh, first or hopefully my last um, anyways, uh, but Bloody Mary, yeah, um, that was one that is very interesting to me. It's actually one that I stayed away from my entire childhood and adulthood. Like, there's just something about this specific urban legend that always spooked me to the point where I never wanted to go into the bathroom, like a dark place with any mirrors, speak her name so her powers can flow through me. I am um, not, a, not a fan, but uh, 
we're here. So, <laughs> and Stephanie, how do you feel about these urban legends where it's like you repeat names into a mirror and then they come after you? Like another big one for me was the original Candyman movie. When I saw that, completely freaked me out. And Bloody Mary was kind of on yeah. that same level. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I so I've covered Bloody Mary on BuzzFeed, so I learned a lot about Bloody Mary at the time. That I was like, whoa, I'd even know that. Like, apparently, there's like. Bloody Mary origins, even in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, but I have, a, I mean, if you want, I can share one of the stories that caught my attention with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's a fascinating urban legend. It is scary. I was definitely a scaredy cat as a kid. So whenever the kids in the bathroom or at like sleepovers or anything like that would play the game, I'm like, peace out. I'm leaving. You guys can get slaughtered. I don't know. I'm going to go. Bye. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> um, not my jam. <laughs> but yeah, I can share the story. So the one that really caught my attention and it made me think about like the what ifs of this. So apparently this person was like nine years old. They ended up playing the game. And I think that on the same night they lost their tooth and they did the ritual in the bathroom, went to bed. They were on the second floor and they heard like footsteps uh, like outside of the their hallway and up the stairs. And when they went out to check who was out there, they realized that their parents were sleeping. So then they go back to bed. And they turn over, like facing the wall, and something like grabbed them, like there was like a handprint on them or something like that. And so like they felt like that was real, like they might have conjured up Bloody Mary. But like, that's the question, though, like, were they staring at the mirror for a very long time? Because I know that when you stare at a mirror for like 10 minutes, like scientifically proven, you do hallucinate. So yeah. Which is wild. I I, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. I read that uh, when I was doing a little deep dive on Bloody Mary. I I didn't know that you could do low light and mirrors and and hallucinate. It's so crazy how the brain tries to connect all these dots for us. And and you know the article I was reading was talking about facial recognition. Which when we think about that, or at least when I do, I think of AI and and cameras, Big Brother, things like that. But I mean, our brains are kind of a computer, so it's it's it was it's kind of cool in a way that it does work on its own to do that. But it's also really scary how darkness impacts our brain and how it will try to put things together, whether it's sounds or sight, and that can really mess with you. I mean, then day we're just people trying to live our lives. Like, who needs a Bloody Mary in the yeah. <laughs> mirror? And I also, I don't know if you guys um, saw this, but I didn't realize that the old myth or legend, like going way back when, was that people would try to see like who they were going to marry in the, the mirror. And so it could give them like either good news or bad news, whereas like they could see their future spouse or they could see the Grim Reaper, and that meant that they were going to die before they met their spouse. Like, what a crazy urban legend. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like what I was going to add to that, too, is, like, I've been to Mystic Dylan's shop. If you ever have a chance to go, uh, they own a shop in Santa Clarita. And they have, like, black mirrors in their tarot card reading room. And for me, it always just, like... I know that they're used for a purpose, but in general, like mirrors are scary. And like, especially when you have a black mirror, I look at the black mirror, I'm like, is something going to pop out of here? Or what? <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's fascinating that like our brain wants to come up with something in these mirrors. And like, even I'll take it a step further. When I did the tour at the Cave of the Winds in Colorado, like they talked about also being in complete darkness. So like there's 
you know, on one hand, are these people hallucinating because they're staring at the mirror for a long time mm-hmm. or are they in such low light? But I feel like you have to be in complete darkness to hallucinate or something like that. But regardless, like some of these, like the story with this person, it's like, I don't think they were in the mirror for or staring at the mirror for that long to like enough to conjure right. up something even in their bedroom. And it sounds to me like they weren't in complete darkness, but who knows? So it's just really fascinating, like some of the stories. And I know like on the skeptical side, it's like, well, were they in the darkness or staring at something? But I don't think most people really stay there because they're scared. It's like you say how many times and you leave, you run out of there. That's like the whole fun of it, you know? Absolutely. And and the description of what some people have seen throughout time is really scary too. I mean, a woman literally covered in blood, you know, like a half face covered. There was a lot of like yin and yang kind of stuff to the stories, which I thought was fun. I honestly just like what was told to me as a child is if you say this lady's name, really bad stuff's going to happen to you. Nobody ever told me, hey, something good might happen too. Um, You know, there was my friend's older sister, the same house where I touch that ghost or whatever she would bring in a uh what do you call those like balls that you touch and electricity meets your finger oh yeah i remember those wow that's like a, a plasma ball or like what yeah i think it's a plasma yeah. Or yeah something like that so she would we would literally be like so he had two twin beds and they were on like the far side of the room like one to the left one to the right so she was probably six years older than us. And she would come into the room, like when we we're already trying to sleep, plug in that thing, sit it in the middle of the room and start mm-hmm. chanting Bloody Mary. And it was just like this really creepy vibe. And she would get to, what is it, 13 or whatever. And she, if I say it one more time, you're both going to die tonight because she's coming to be here. And I was, I'm, I was an impressionable child. Like that kind of stuff really <laughs> had an effect on me and the way she would just taunt it and taunt us with it and hold over her head. But so that really always had an effect on me. And I would sometimes at their house, because that house seemed really haunted, had an elevator in it that would turn on in the middle of the night and just really creepy stuff. I would stare in their mirrors <laughs> at night and be like, is she here? <laughs> Where's bloody man? <laughs> like not kidding at all Ugh. joshua did, have you ever seen Candyman? or like have you ever i know you say you kind of stay away from this stuff but did it ever like was it ever a part of your life any of these kind of urban legends oh yeah i watch Candyman all the time uh, i actually probably it's it's this specific one that always unsettled me like i, I just something about it like the the thought of conjuring up things so i would say for my family Candyman was probably bigger and so my my cousins and like my brothers and stuff would go into the bathroom and they they do the whole thing and nothing ever really happened but it's just the thought for one mirrors are always, always unsettled me already as is I've never liked mirrors that's been a thing since I was a child I don't know what it is about mirrors I don't like looking at them and um, I don't like having them like above my bed around my yes. bed or anything. I'm very particular about that. You um, sure you don't like having them above your bed? <laughs> Um, have you guys ever been somewhere and they have one we stayed in a hotel one time and there was a mirror above the bed we were like (laughs) what the fuck yeah i do not like that um (laughs) do not like i'd be like uh can i get a new room or like yeah yeah that's uh I, i just don't like mirrors around me so like add the the element of mirrors plus like conjuring something that always freaked me out to the point where I was never the child who was like, let me explore this a little bit more. But yeah, that's my really long way of saying it was mostly Candyman 
um, as opposed to to any in type of Mary anything. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that Candyman movie was like pretty brutal. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, he if, if it's been a minute since I've seen it, but he like killed children, right? If, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So I could understand that. I, I remember distinctly watching it at a friend's house as a teenager and there being like, 14 of us piled in somebody had gotten the vhs you know and and we all went to watch it yeah i'm i'm old guys i'm in my late 30s but it's when spooky was spooky (laughs) that sounded really curmudgeon so stephanie you have covered as you mentioned on buzzfeed and and you know just on your own social media and the different companies you've done creative work for you have really covered a lot of supernatural uh lore where do you kind of rank bloody mary and as far of of these types of lore that could potentially be real like do you think there's any truth to people being able to conjure a spirit in front of a mirror or just by like chanting a name or something of that nature well to kind of backpedal a little bit with with the candy man the new one i saw the new one and that was supposed to be really good yeah it's i enjoyed it i gotta watch it it's really good so if you haven't seen it you guys are missing out um and also just like a side note because you guys know blair mm-hmm. if you watch the original like the the candy man like the one that you're talking about the f- main female character looks just like blair like literally go back it was it's like a doppelganger i told blair that i said blair you look huh. like the actress from like candy man she goes oh yeah i've been told that <laughs> so please go back oh i have to check that out i didn't know that um, wow. so huh. anyway but 
Uh, no, I think Bloody Mary, I feel like there is some truth to the urban legend in terms of mirrors are definitely a tool that's used within witchcraft. It's used for scrying. It's used for, uh, you know, when people talk about hauntings, people have reportedly seen uh, spirits in mirrors like the Myrtle's Plantation. There's that infamous mirror that you can take a picture of. Um, there's so many like we've heard time and time again of mirrors being haunted, people seeing things in mirrors. Now, granted, I'm sure people can say that don't believe in that stuff. It's you know, they're staring at a mirror for 10 minutes. But honestly, like, let's be real. Like, even for me, I do my makeup in front of a mirror. I'm not looking at the mirror the whole time. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, you know, I'm focusing on different things. I'm listening to music. I'm doing my hair, but I'm not like directly staring at the mirror for that long because I'm moving around and multitasking. Right. So like, who's just sitting there like deadpan, like, <laughs> you know, who's doing that? Who is doing that? <laughs> like for 10 minutes? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and unless like, maybe there might be going something wrong, like not wrong, but like maybe they're their mind or I don't know is a little bit more fragile. I don't know like what, how I want to word that, but like, I don't think people are most of the time just staring at a mirror for 10 minutes. You know, there's also like a lot of things with mirrors and how you're not supposed to have them in your bedroom, which is like a big bad thing. Like my parents always told me don't have mirrors in your bedroom. So we never did this house that we have now, the previous owner had a mirror in our, in um the master bedroom bathroom or whatever and so like when I go to bed I do see it and I hate it but my mom put like a a beaded a uh, rosemary um a cross on it so like it's just a big no-no you're not supposed to do that and I think I saw like a black and white film of like how this guy was a painter and he would put blankets over his mirrors it's like a Victorian feel to it I don't remember the name of the film but it's like a silent film so it's always been a thought of like just you don't have mirrors exposed in your bedroom so for me it's like it's so interesting how time and time again there's something with mirrors and I also think that like you know how people use like divination tools for the wrong intentions I think that if you're also I feel like a mirror can be used as a divination tool so if people are trying to conjure up something they might be able to do that like if you're going into it thinking Bloody Mary is fake and maybe having certain intentions with it I could see people conjuring up something that wants to be like, okay, here, I'll show you something. Ha, boo, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll add to that too. Um, so I, I did a, a couple of videos on like superstitions and one of them, well, actually not even one of them, a few of them have to do with mirrors, um, especially when people are like passing away and things of that nature. And uh, covering mirrors when people are passing away is a really big uh, tradition in Jewish culture uh, mm -hmm. because they also have their own uh, specific beliefs around mirrors and souls and spirits and getting trapped in mirrors and things like that. So mirrors do play a pretty big role when it comes to uh, urban legends and, and just superstitions and the supernatural in general. And I, I think you said something that's pretty, pretty powerful. I think it all comes to like intention setting too. anything you place your intentions on. I'm of the belief that thought forms are very real. And mm -hmm. the more energy you put into something, I mean, if we're all energy and you put energy into something, things can take that energy and use it and yada, yada. So I think in turn, uh, people can end up conjuring something for real uh, in maybe more unique or rare instances uh, using a mirror as a divination tool with the thoughts of creating something and with the intentions. Because um, if you go down creepypastas, there's so many entities that have taken on the form of those stories that were in some cases completely made up and yeah, right. now people across the world see this very specific entity 
all the time. And I think that's like Slender Man, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I thought this was really interesting. So, you know, they list online like the the various potential Bloody Marys throughout history that it could be based on. There was one in specifically that really creeped me out. So it's Elizabeth Bathory, a 17th century Hungarian countess who allegedly tortured and killed around 660 girls and women bathed in their blood and was accused of vampirism. Like if anybody stirred up the curse that sounds like a pretty good one yeah no and i've I've also read about like like this like was it like bloody mary the fir- like well mary the first who mm-hmm. also killed 300 people to hold power over england yeah. there's yeah. that one there's also like i i didn't look further into this but i remember reading this when i did um my like research a while ago about like how it also believed to be from an urban legend of a girl who who was found dead at mm-hmm. woodpine elementary in pennsylvania or something like that huh so like there's I the think that's the hard thing about pinning pinpointing where Bloody Mary came from because I feel like every every like country or different urban legend around the world has like because Mary's a common name. Yeah. You know, yeah. like so and there's probably gonna be a tragedy with that, right? So for me, I feel like it's so many different stories all bottled up. But the one that I find super interesting is the one in Japan. It's called Hanako. And it's an anime, which my friends were obsessed with. So I feel like I have to cover this because I just always thought this was very comedic to some degree. So it's called Hanako-san. And apparently it's uh, like a spirit that haunts the toilet of the bathroom. Hmm. It's like a Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's a. so I'll read it from the wiki for for now. After my colonoscopy, I'm surprised I didn't conjure it last night. (laughs) Okay, last joke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. So apparently this stemmed from like World War II. It's a, again, the manga series is called Toilet Bound Hanako Kun. My friends were obsessed with this show. They did cosplay of it. So it's just, it's so funny that it's like a Bloody Mary type. Like I didn't ever would even think of that. But so apparently it says that it is of World War II era. A girl was killed while playing hide and go seek in an air raid. And she was murdered by a parent or a stranger and she or she committed suicide so there's different variations of the story or she died due to bullying but she dies in a toilet school's toilet bathroom so she haunts like a school toilet (laughs) but you can conjure up that type of bloody mary so it's just like that uh harry potter character uh moaning murder lives in the toilet (laughs) Mm -hmm. that would be a rough place to have to haunt i i I, just send me to like the afterlife don't leave me in a toilet (laughs) not the bathroom <laughs> no that's awful yeah that it, it is always like super interesting when these urban legends myths lores whatever you want to call them are in so many different societies at so many different times it does kind of make you wonder like what's going on there um speaking of that joshua i'm gonna put the pressure on you zero to ten zero bloody mary is a figment of everybody's imagination 10 we could conjure her right now on the podcast where do you fall on that scale i'm probably a seven or eight to be honest Ooh. i'd say i'm actually i'm actually closer i'm I'll, you know what i'm a strong eight not a not a a flimsy eight a pretty like hardcore like tight jean wearing eight oh, don't even know what that means <laughs> uh, stephanie I'll, I'll ask you the same question where are you on that scale I, I think I'm around like, yeah, like an eight or a nine, because like, here's the thing. I think that people can conjure up things so badly if they believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like and I don't whether whether I think it's always Bloody Mary, maybe not, right? Because I think at this point Bloody Mary can be so many different things. Um, and I think Candyman is a great example of that, of like people can have their own fear of the boogeyman. And if you really try to conjure it up, it might just get your attention, you know, you might have his attention and it might come after you if you really believe in it that bad and, and try to conjure it up, you know? Yeah, I mean, I want to say like, oh, I'm a five, but here's the facts. I will not go into my bathroom right now and say Bloody Mary 13 times. I won't say it two times. Yeah. So with that being the case, I have <laughs> to say that I'm like an eight or a nine as well, because I would be lying. If I didn't believe in it, I would just go and do it and go to bed and that'd be that. But I, I'm not going to do that. And listeners, if you did it tonight after listening to this, right in let us know did you see her did you guys chat could you get a selfie or was it just <laughs> complete baloney baloney people don't say that was it fake i don't know well and you know what i forgot I, i'm looking at it right i'm trying to find the name of it but there was this was a trend in 2020 the mm -hmm. mirror trend where people it wasn't like bloody mary necessarily but it was like i forgot who started it but somebody was like if you look in the mirror you'll conjure up something or whatever because it was like a viral video of somebody mm -hmm. like hallucinating because they, they looked in the mirror for that long so people started doing it and then witch talk got involved mm. so like i feel like this i remember thing, this what's the name of the trend i'm trying to find it but if you guys also i mean if, if anyone's listening and they know what we're talking about let us know because i would love to be reminded of what this trend was but people were reportedly having all kinds of experiences so i still think that like bloody mary comes up time and time again just Maybe as a candy man or a trend on TikTok, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we did it, guys. I think that's Bloody Mary audience. Uh, again, I, I think Urban Legends are so fun. I really want you guys to write in with your thoughts and opinions on these, and we'll revisit them on the next episode. Because as Urban Legends, a lot of people have either experienced it or tried to experience it. I was telling stephanie before we jumped on the recording how much i loved the movie urban legends when i was younger and um how that kind of piqued my interest in even the supernatural and stuff because it was very like much a hot topic back then where people would say like oh if somebody's riding down the road with the lights off on the car don't flash your lights at them or they might come get you or you know all that stuff was just like so much of pop culture back then for whatever reason. So I'm, I'm real excited for this series. Um, Joshua, thank you so much for jumping on and doing these. I can't wait to do more with you. And Stephanie, same uh, to you. Stephanie, do you have anything you want to promote before we jump off? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm still working on that TV show, you guys. So whenever it comes out... <laughs> Um, I, we had to push back the date. So I don't know if any, I mean, I, I don't know, honestly, it's, I feel like it's very niche specific, but, um, so I'm a guest for mysteries decoded. They're filming the latest season right now. We had to do a pushback on the date. I'm hoping to do a live when that happens. We'll see. Um, but if you haven't checked out the show, you should, because you might remember some familiar faces. I know that Patty, uh, Patty Negri, that's how you say her last name, um, has been on it. Sapphire has been on it. So like they've had multiple guests from like the paranormal community on it, which is really cool. So we're checking out if you guys are interested in that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Joshua, anything you want to promote before we wrap up? Uh, go to my coffee shop at Opelika. Um, it's called The Coffee Shop. We're in uh, historic downtown Opelika. Um, I'm working with AO.com's vintage page, doing history stories on underrepresented minority communities and just stories that aren't told widely and yeah i'll start back making videos sometime between now and december 
So yeah. awesome. Yay. Well, yeah. Um, fans, make sure you go and support the people that support us. We love Stephanie and Joshua. So make sure you go support all their projects and businesses. <laughs> it's not just a project. Joshua has a coffee. Um, he has a coffee yes. shop, which is really cool. And as far as real hauntings go, we would love if you could go to Spotify, give us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. And check out our new website. It's realhauntingspodcast.com. We're going to be putting the these uh, Urban Legend episodes out probably every other week. Every week kind of just depends on everybody's schedule. So stay tuned. Look forward to that. And we, pre- we appreciate all the awesome support you guys gave us in the cryptid series that Joshua is kind enough to host for us. I continue to hear praise about that series. So um, yeah, that's really it. And Joshua, I will let you wrap it up for us. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us as always. It's always a great time to have you. And you're also so knowledgeable that it's really good to just be able to sit back and listen sometimes. And thank you, Noah, for having us. And until then, we're going to be going through urban legends and who knows which urban legend we might cover next. Stay tuned. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.